and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. Um, if you are listening to this, uh, it is probably Wednesday morning, and uh, this will be the fifth iteration of the Team by Team season previews. On this episode, we will be covering New Jersey, Nashville, uh, New York Islanders, and the New York Rangers. So um, if you missed the previous upload that covered Florida, LA, Minnesota, Montreal, just look at your pod feed and check that out. Um, similarly, if you are looking for the live stream from Tuesday night, that would also be on your pod feed. So there's a lot going on, um, but you know, if you're working through the content, much appreciated. And we'll be back tomorrow with the next version of this. So for now, uh, here is DJ, again, covering New Jersey, Nashville, the Islanders, and the Rangers. Hello and welcome back to PuckLuck.com, betting and fantasy team previews for the Nashville Predators. Uh, Nashville Predators coming off a 92-point season, which almost didn't sound correct when I first saw it. I was like, man, this team just felt much worse than that record would indicate. Uh, fifth in the Central, so it's like it's like they never really were fighting too hard for a playoff berth, um, but alas, weren't really that far off, all considered. Um, another team very much like Montreal, the injuries absolutely destroyed them uh, while Montreal was never, ever even remotely close Nashville. Like I said, 92 points. It wasn't like it was a complete and total disaster. Only one player played all 82 games, which was Colton Sissons. And that is not going to quite get it done. Uh, some guys are definitely gone. Additions are few and far between. So we're going to get to this team. Um, let's get right on into it with our projection, starting with 94 point projection, which is pretty solid. All considered, I feel like people are incredibly low on this team. I don't want to anoint them a playoff team by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is probably being a little bit kind to them, but they have the goaltending to back it up. So really what it's going to come down to is can UC Soros get them up to this, you know, 90 and above mark? Can Roman Yossi, who I'm wearing the jersey of, come back, play 82 games, and be the Norris Trophy winning defenseman that we know and love? Can Philippe Forsberg? return to full health it looks good in preseason for all of these things to be fair um but even with all that is it enough right i mean there's a lot of pieces that are gone last year they had duchene gone ryan johansson gone uh i mean start the year that gone i mean those are three guys right off the start that's tough to recover from Tanner janelle yeah well i mean they got a good deal on that one good deal so can't complain too much there but as we look at the odds on DraftKings, plus 160 to make the playoffs, we actually have that as a projectable edge to bet them to make the playoffs. I don't know if I'm going to put money on it personally. It seems fine, but it's not like it's it's big enough, I think, to bet for sure. Probably just go with the over on points. 86 and a half would be, you know, it'd be a decrease for this team. I think they're right around that 88 to 90 mark. I think this seems probably a bit better. And Juicy Saros will steal enough games for them to not be quite uh the bottom of the basement i don't think the central is it it has very good teams up top i think it's like i said it's a little underrated when we talk about like dallas and whatnot but uh, there's still some bottom feeders in this division so i don't think they're gonna win the division um i you know i don't really want to bet that or the you know bet the stanley cup but um first off you know plus you know 75 to 1 to win the cup i guess if you have that goaltending like if you're betting them to make the playoffs i feel like 
you should just sprinkle the cup as well. I'm betting neither, but I mean, they have the goaltending for sure. One, if they could somehow sneak into the playoffs, I mean, UC Saros better than anyone, you know, one of the best in the league. So um, I'm not betting it, but that's kind of what I think. And, and this is kind of like where the model sort of is thinking because of how many games these guys missed last year. It also is kind of, I mean, unsure as everyone else about what role these players are going to get. So Roman Yossi, if fully healthy, could be a 90 point defenseman again, you know, Philippe Forsberg, if fully healthy, I think it'd be, you know, 80, 90 point player again. I don't know if any of these are really all that bettable though. It's fine. Like, again, our model is predicting sort of based on recent results, recent results would show years of missing a lot of games, et cetera. I just don't really plan on betting much here for Nashville. Like I think they're better than, I think they're going to be more offensively fun than maybe you'd expect. Andrew Burnett, I do like as a coach quite a bit. Um, just kind of pulling up if they had anything. Yeah, they had no player props on underdogs. So I assumed they had like nothing on draftings either. Maybe it's just because of the players coming back. I don't know. We'll have to take a look back, but tough to bet on too much here. I honestly think that UC Soros for over on wins is like over 28 and a half. It's probably the easiest way to like get action on Nashville if you like the team, like if like the ultra conservative route is just, they, if they're going to win 30 or 40 games, like, you know, to get to that 80, whatever, you know, they have to at least win 40. If they're going to even sniff 90 points, UC Saros is getting 29 wins. Um, he's going to see a ton of starts. I don't even think Lincoln is quite as bad as maybe the public, but again, I'm uh I would say that's the best bet on the board is UC Saros over. If you like this team, if you think they're going to reach 90 points, that's the guy that does it. Um, so looking at the lines, it's it's tough to know. I mean, Gary has been up with Forsberg. Uh, Evangelist has been up with For, uh, with Forsberg and O'Reilly. I think that pairing is going to stay together. Who the, the last guy in is going to be up for grabs. Tomasino, who we have here, good young prospect. There's other prospects. I'm incredibly high on Joaquin Kamel. I, I really, really, really hope he cracks the lineup. He's a really gifted goal scorer, a high rate shooter. I'd love to see him play, especially for uh, daily fantasy circles. Um, your dynasty leagues, if he's not drafted, I definitely would pick him up because this is a roster that has a lot of room to test these players. If things aren't going perfect, if they're not going to make the playoffs and they move any more assets too, that's a guy that'll jump in, a guy that they're going to give role to and a guy that they want to succeed with your Forsbergs, with your Cody Glasses, you know, your playmakers. Um, Novak Evangelista. I also, you know, I love Tommy Novak. The guy just continues to find scoring, but he shot like 26% last year. Something absolutely ridiculous. I don't have it up in front of me, but I'm, I know it's ridiculous. So go give that a look. I just think there are goals up and down this roster. They'll find some, some spots here. The defense isn't atrocious. Um, Fabro McDonough and Yossi on the left side, strong Tyson Berry can play with McDonough. I feel like there's pieces here. I still don't know how much I love the team overall, but I think there's pieces that make this team fun. I think Forsberg is going to be underdrafted or drafted up below maybe what his ADP should in most formats. I don't know really where Yossi's going and like your, your normal stuff, but I was, you know, banging the drum for this guy uh, to start the underdog season where he was going in the seventies. He's now up into the low twenties. So that's kind of gone. I don't know if there's any hard, strong take here other than more of a waiver wire, wait and see who's up on that top line. If it's Tomasino, if it's Gurianov, et cetera. 
maybe pick that person up. Keep an eye on it early in the season. But I think that's going to do for Nashville. My favorite bet, which again, I don't think I bet anything yet, and I don't really plan on it a ton. But my favorite bet on the board for them would be UC Saros over on wins because he should see an exorbitant amount of starts. I think he's going to steal some games. And getting to that 29 mark isn't absurd for a guy that's going to see 60 to 65 starts. Just has to be above 500 as a goalie, and I think he's that capable. So with all that being said, rate, comment, review, do all the stuff. So we're going to be putting these all on podcast for you listening to the podcast. If you're not subscribed, go right ahead. And we will see you next time for the New Yorks and the, and the um, New York teams and the Devils. Hello and welcome back to PuckLock.com. Betting and fantasy team previews for the New Jersey Devils. New Jersey Devils coming off a 112-point season. Jack Hughes went from seemingly going to be very good to a superstar in this league in one year. And the Devils win a playoff series against the Rangers. Everything was looking just perfect in the Prudential Center until they ran into the Carolina Hurricanes, who seemingly could not be beat at the time. They ran into injuries, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this Devils team should be back. I loved watching them. I'm excited to watch them again. But is it going to be quite as good of a season for the New Jersey Devils as it was last year? Are we going to repeat the 112-point, nearly 100-point season from Jack Hughes? What can we expect? Let's get right into it. Projected at 100 points, so a little bit lower, but I think it's fair. This is a loaded Eastern Conference, a loaded Metropolitan Division. I like the Rangers a lot. I like Carolina a lot. I think the Islanders are a bit underrated. You know, where are these points going to come from? You think got to come at the hands of a couple others. I think likely the bottom of the division might be very, very bad, but I already talked about Columbus, et cetera. But the uh, <clears throat> the Devils are going to need to get over the fact that they probably have the worst goaltending of those top four teams in the Metro. Um, and they're going to have to outscore those problems. I think they could do it. They added some good pieces. We're going to get to that. But, you know, they they just, I think that there's a little bit more um, regression to the to the mean of around 100, which makes sense for them, than the potential for them to do 112 or better. Uh, with that being said, I'm not really sure if there's anything as far as betting on DraftKings for this team is concerned. You know, minus 750 for a playoff berth is egregious. They price that out of consideration. Uh, plus 240 for the division. Again, it's a loaded division. I have no interest. Stanley Cup 9-1. to and just no interest. I like this team a lot. I will be rooting for them if it's not for you know the Sabres. I love I love watching this team. They are a lot of fun and have a ton of very high-powered offensive players. But I don't think you're like I'm touching this over-under on points either. I know the under is a shade better, but I think they're probably likely just a little bit above that 100 mark myself. And getting to 108 comparatively to 103 or whatever, I just don't really want to put a bunch of money on that or you know put nothing on that for an entire season just to have a bet in place. It just doesn't really feel like it's useful. What I will be looking for, um, and I've already given out one of these bets, so both of them can't win, but I think the second best, at least this far, we'll see if I find another one, but I don't think I will. Uh, Coach of the year, Jack Adams. Like, I think if you could just bet Granado and Lindy Ruff, <laughs> you're probably looking at capturing a lot of the market. There is a scenario where both teams fail and you lose, but if Either team is very, very good, or the Sabres just good enough. I think you could win by just betting them both. 
And I know Lindy Ruff's a former Sabres coach, and maybe I'm being biased, but it does feel like the perfect lifetime achievement award. So if you think the Devils could win the division, I think that's all it really will take. I think Lindy Ruff gets that lifetime achievement, Jack Adams, unbelievable career. Thank you, Lindy, award. You know, the guy that's withstood the test of time, who's been able to adapt to the changing environment in coaching. I really think this is the time that they give him that Jack Adams. So, yeah, if Don Granada makes the playoffs and the Devils are just, you know, third, fourth, they slip it on a wild card, then he's not going to win. But if you want to bet them to win the division, if you're like, I think this is the best team in that division, I mean, come on, you know, 2.4 to 1 or whatever he is to win Jack Adams, it's not offered in my state, so I don't really know. Chop it around, but that's definitely where I would be going. As far as points are concerned, the hardest part about betting the Devils for points is you really want to correlate with Jack Hughes at this point, and we're going to get to it in the lineup. We're pretty certain they're probably going to start the year with Jesper Bratt and um, Tyler Toffoli with Jack Hughes. That's what they've been doing in preseason to a ton of success. Jesper Bratt has a hat trick in the preseason, playing alongside the two. Jack Hughes scored in that game as well. Seems to be clicking. I don't think they're going to break up that chemistry. So that hurts a little bit of Timo Mayer. But he'll be with you know Nico Hishier. So if you want to try to correlate in any capacity, I would go that route. Um, you know, Toffoli with Jack Hughes, Timo with uh Nico Hishier. That makes sense to me. I don't think any of the lines are quite good enough for my liking. The one that I sadly wouldn't hate is probably the Vitek Vanacek under on wins. I think it's 27 and a half. I think Akira Schmid is gonna steal quite a good amount of starts. I could see them being close to a 40-40 split. So if you're really high on the Devils, could he still get to 28? Maybe. You know, it might not be quite big enough of a gap. But I kind of think Akira Schmid is going to start taking over more and more starts. So I don't mind that under on Vanacek myself. But that's probably, you know, not, not the best bet in the world, but good enough is what I'd say. Let's take a look at the lineup before I get out of here. So like I said, Jesper Bratt, Jack Hughes, Tyler Toffoli. I like that a lot. Problem with Toffoli is we don't know if he's on the first power play or not. There's only really two players. And I'll argue three. Three players I'm very confident are on the top power play, and that's Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and Dougie Hamilton. After that, I don't know. And I think you could make an argument that Luke Hughes could potentially sneak in there a little bit um, and take a little bit of time from Hamilton. Like if Hamilton's on the ice, maybe they say, hey, Luke, this is your turn to go at the top unit. Other than that, I mean, Toffoli, Brat, Timo, kind of tough to know who's going to be on there. Um, only, you know, two spots potentially. Kind of lean towards Timo, Tico, Hughes, Dougie. I mean, maybe Toffoli. It's hard to know. It's really hard to know. Um, so we're going to find out. I am I'm high enough on this team. I think that all of that five guys, Toffoli, Hughes, Brat, Timo, Kishir, great in fantasy. Definitely all draftable. This team could score in bunches. Dougie, draftable. Luke Hughes, I don't know if it's quite yet, but I mean, definitely consider him in the very, very late rounds. I think he'll probably get overdrafted because of the hype, but nevertheless, I do think he's a very good player. It's just a lot of times defensemen take a little bit longer to break into this league. He could be an exception. We don't know. Um, and it's a very high scoring team and he's got a good defensive partner. We'll see. But I like this Devils team. I think I kind of came in a little bit lower than maybe maybe the uh, the market, but uh, it's not by much. And I still think it's a playoff team and I'm really excited to watch Jack Hughes again. So we'll get back to you with Ottawa next. Hello and welcome back to PuckLock.com betting and fantasy team previews for 
the New York Islanders. The New York Islanders coming off playoff season, they you know they played the Hurricanes pretty hard. They didn't quite make it out of the first round, and it's it's a team that's you know had some really good seasons. The team that a lot of people think is very boring. I don't know if I quite share the sentiment. This is the same old boring Islanders, but is this a team that can compete again? Is this a team that can in a very stacked Eastern conference, a very stacked um, metropolitan in general, continue to fight for a playoff berth? I think a lot of people are counting them out, but should they? I think that's going to be the question we're going to answer here today. Let's get right on into it. Bring up their point projection at 103, which is pretty freaking high. I, it's a little bit higher than I would probably like, and I'm decently high on this team. Like I do think this Islanders team is is again like just better than you'd think. This Islanders team was not the most boring team in the league by any margin, any advanced metric you could look up. They're slow, but that doesn't inherently make them the, the most boring team. With hopefully a full healthy Matthew Barzal. I hope that really helps to make them look a little more fun on the ice. But most of the numbers would tell you that this is not a complete shutdown team anymore. A team that can derive offense under Lane Lambert did actually allow some chances against uh, more than normal. And they were bailed out by Sorokin, which again, just kind of keeps the goals numbers down on both sides. But I really don't buy this like this is the most boring team in the league sort of uh, of stigma around this Islanders team. And I think they'll be a little more fun this year. Getting over to the sports books, we have them like 10 points more. I kind of like the over on points just fine. I'm not running to my sports book to bet 93. Last year they had 93. Pretty lazy line if you ask me. If Sorokin stays healthy, there you go. I would just rather find a bet for Sorokin to win the Vesna. Because if they make the playoffs, if you know, if they're if they're really good and competitive, I think it's about time that he gets a little bit more recognition and reward. So that's kind of how I would bet this. Like if you think the Islanders are actually a potential division winner, a potential whatever, uh, go right ahead if you really want to. It's you know fifteen to one for the division or whatever. But I don't even know if you need to go that far. Like I think Sorokin for the Vesna. I don't know what the odds are. I can't bet it in New York, so shopped around. I think that's probably the bet I'm going to play instead of taking like a point total or whatever and wait all season long, because if Sorokin gets hurt, they might not hit that mark, but I'd rather bet on him staying healthy and this team making that mark. And that's how I would bet it myself. So that's sort of the one bet here, even though it's not listed looking at the point projections. I don't, again, I don't think I'm really betting any of these. I would like to probably find something Horvat Barzal related, um, I'm just going to pull it up really quick while I do this. I kind of assume there wouldn't be, but um, I I think that that's kind of where they're looking to go. Yeah, it's not listed. You know, Brock Nelson, 66 and a half is the over. It's right on a number. I would rather look for that Horvat Barzal line. I think that that's where it's going to kind of come through. And I think that's the pairing that they want to keep together. Who will be that last winger? Will it be, you know, you could kind of rattle off a few different names and I could say maybe. Um I'd hope it'd be Wall Wallstrom myself. Like I hope they'd add another guy that can shoot. Maybe they want to focus on Horvat as a shooter, but I think that they know they need Horvat to be scoring goals like he was in Vancouver for this team to be successful. And that, that's why they're going to put their most gifted playmaker with full Horvat to do that. So I'm really excited to see that pairing together. I think it's very fantasy relevant, especially, you know, to get that in your drafters in, in your uh, best puck. 
and kind of maybe keep an eye on both of those players in some of your fantasy drafts. Um, there are lines. We have Anders Lee with them. I think that's more than fair. I, I, I'm going to miss my broccoli line being together. Um, but I do think this is probably the direction they're going to go with more of a loaded top unit. And I like it a lot. And that's why I really kind of am going to be looking at that pairing of Horvat and Barzell because I think Lee will be more movable. There's, you know, four pretty solid lines, um, very good defensively, not a ton of speed, a little bit older. I get, again, I understand why some people will say boring, but I do think that actually they're producing a bit more coursey and a bit more, um, you know, just volume on both sides than maybe you'd think. So I'm going to say this is an Islanders team that I'm more excited to watch. They have, I would say, the best goalie in the league, and you could argue Chesterkin would probably be the you know one one A one B in my opinion. I love Noah Dobson. I think he adds a lot of that offensive element. Like when he's on the ice, that's when you're going to be excited to watch. So again, another player to keep an eye on, especially in fantasy circles. I don't know where he's going, but I do think he could be a rates monster, um, especially if Romanov starts the season 100%. They have that pairing together. He's really good defensively, stay at home. I, I, you know, it's just a, a really good situation. So I'm excited to see what this team can do. And I think they're a bit better than a little bit. They're definitely just a team that people want to throw in the garbage because they've been boring. And I, I'm just not going to do that. That's just not a sharp way to do it. It's going to be a good defensive team. I think they'll find ways to score goals and they'll find way to keep, find ways to keep hiding your chances away from Sorokin. So my favorite bet is going to be Sorokin to win the Vesna. Um, that's my favorite bet on the board for this team. Uh, good luck, Islanders fans, and I will be back with your, you know, your your favorite team, the Rangers, next. Hello and welcome back to PuckLuck.com betting and fantasy team previews for the New York Rangers. We go from yes, yes, yes to hey, hey, hey. The Rangers coming off a great season, and and even though it was third in the Metro, I mean, they really were in the upper echelon of teams in the Eastern Conference and likely should remain right where they were uh, last year, right around the same ballpark. Um, I talked about some teams that had some very bad injury trouble. They were pretty healthy overall. I mean, Panarin, Zabanajad, Fox, Trocek, Kako, Lafreniere, the list kind of goes on, Truba. All those guys played all 82 games, so, you know, if they – stayed healthy last year. They can stay healthy again. Um, the one change that happened to them was really just Shesterkin went from otherworldly God mode to very, very good. Um, and if he could get back to being, you know, again, into that God mode category, this team should have no problem getting right back to the playoffs. And we have them projected right at the 106 mark, ceiling of 114, floor of 98. I think that's pretty fair. It's hard to really imagine much of a bottom out you know, I know that Shesterkin would be that kind of scenario where they could lose quite a bit of their wins above replacement by him coming out for Jonathan Quick potentially, but maybe you think Quick has a little bit left in the tank. It's also an incredibly good defensive team in front of them. Um, you think about, you know, we're going to get to the Lions and the D pairings, but there's a lot of talent there. And really, there's potentially three incredibly good Lions and a fourth line that can at least play. So I don't really see much regression, although this would be technically negative regression from last year by one point. Um, it, you know, I think the 106 mark's pretty fair. I'm I'm not not really. I don't think this is really quite a quite a hot take as far as this is. The Islanders are a bit hotter. Um, you know, right around the same mark for the playoffs. I'm definitely not touching it. We're very very slightly over the 103 and a half. I 
again, I just don't really think it's all that worth it. Division, I don't know. I mean, the Devils, I think everyone's kind of putting them right back in the three spot and debating between Carolina and the Devils. I like them fine, but again, it just doesn't feel like an edge. The Stanley Cup, oddly, is, you know, something I think I almost want to consider the most just because of how good Chesterkin could be in the playoffs, but it's 13 to 1 just isn't quite rich enough for me to bite. So kind of a dud here as far as bets are concerned. Like I think they are pretty efficiently priced in the market. And I was hoping maybe to get something here. I, I kind of feel like I like the Rangers and this iteration of the team maybe a bit more. Um, but as I mentioned, like staying super healthy last year really helped them. And the books don't really get that creative. They basically say, will they do exactly what they did last year minus a couple or not? Um, so yeah, I think it's a fade. I'm a little more interested here in the player points. I would like to have more options. Of course, you know, this isn't quite the NFL where we get every single player in the world. We are kind of at the mercy of what is offered. And that's Zibanejad, Panarin, Kreider, and Fox at least. But really the correlation there isn't incredible. Like Kreider and Zibanejad, but you can only bet goals for both. And I just kind of think, I think really what the way to do it could be is just to take Panarin and Zibanejad or I don't know. I mean, that might be the way to do it, but I like Zibanejad over 84 and a half, a pretty good bet. I think that he is a a huge catalyst of this offense, um, a big part of where they want the power play to end up um, on his stick. They like it when he shoots and they're fine, you know, with those shots being tipped in by Kreider or whatever. So like that pairing makes sense, but I kind of think I like Zibanejad the most here. I think he's a pretty, and it shows in the model. Like, I don't think it's miles and miles apart from Panarin, albeit last year Panarin did out, you know, get him by one point last year. I think that that 92 91 last year is pretty indicative. So I think Zibanejad over 84 and a half is my favorite bet point per point perspective. Um, I'm not really interested in Fox 71 and a half. Just jerking over 34 and a half. It's fine. I like it more than betting their points, honestly, but it's nothing I'm going to go insane about. Getting over to the lineup. It's a really good lineup. I don't know exactly how it's going to fit. You know, you, you're going, they're going to play around with it. I think who is going to play with advantage and Kreider is the big question mark. We've seen Kako. We've seen Lafreniere. We've seen Wheeler. I think Blake Wheeler is bad. Um, I've said this multiple times. I don't think he has much left in the tank and he could prove me wrong. I, I you know, I'm, I'm willing to be, be wrong on anything if he ends up getting a top six role and he's an impact player he's an impact player you know whatever it is what it is he, i just think he's getting a bit a, a bit uh yeah a bit worse every year and uh last year it may have been a, a bit more of a fluke uh, i don't think he's gonna see top power play time and i think he's just gonna end up kind of being a fine contributor on the third line but not quite what many rangers fans are kind of coming out and saying for him um, so I'm most excited to see what Kako and Lafreniere can do. I think Lafreniere is getting better as an all-around hockey player. Um, I think he'd be surprised by some of his like hit hit numbers and whatnot. Like the guy is is definitely out there and competing. I think there's a jump in him. I still think it's there. I think if he could play honestly with Panarin, it'd be a little bit better off. But for, for his like perspective, like from like where he could go as a fantasy player, but Kako maybe just better finisher overall. <laughs> Yeah, so it'd be interesting. Um, I'm, you know, high on this team. I love the defense. I think if they could find a way to keep Fox, Truba, and Miller all under contract long-term, it's a really, really good situation to be in. Um, I've also seen people that are, you know, I mean, Calgary Miller, what did he have last year for points again? It was pretty crazy. He had 
43 points last year, uh, not getting like any power play run. I just kind of think that number is going to regress back to what it should be. And the signing of Eric Gustafson kind of makes me think even more so that they don't really see him as a power play defenseman. And maybe they really don't want Gruba back there as much. So yeah, I kind of think that he's going to lose a bit more offensive role um, as time goes on. I think the Rangers are, you know, they actually, like, if you look at all four lines, I think they're all pretty decent defensively at the very least. So yeah, it's a good team. Um, Shesterkin is going to be the, the driving engine and I would reject them again for the playoffs for sure. I think they're going to be right there with Carolina and New Jersey. Um, and it's just going to be up to is Shesterkin the best goalie in the world or is he incredibly good? Um, I don't, you know, that, that was last year. Uh, he was just incredibly good. If he's the best goalie in the world. Well, there you are here. You know, you could be competing for the president's trophy. I, I you know, it's it, like if he ends up going, you know, nine thirty-five again or whatever, because I think this roster is that good. So I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch this team um, and see what they can do. I'll probably be there opening night in Buffalo. So good luck to you Rangers fans. I'm excited. Uh, to hopefully meet you guys in the playoffs for my Sabres. I go from the first game to maybe a playoff round. And um, yeah, I don't really think there's all that much else to say. My favorite bet is the bandage at over on points. If I was going to bet it, I don't really see any unders that are screaming to me, but if you find Blake Wheeler, I would take it. I just don't even know what the offering would be. Um, so best of luck in the NHL fantasy drafting season. And I will be back next time.